Today is Wednesday, July 25th, 2012, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and a friend of Medjugorje is joining us on location where he is completing the book, They Fired the First Shot, 2012. And uh, for those of you that have been uh, in tune with uh, Medjugorje.com and Caritas over the last several months, uh, you are aware that there is a new book uh, about to be released uh, that a friend of Medjugorje has been writing over the past several months. That book is coming to completion now, and uh, he is actually in the final processes of uh, of the final touches of that book. So hopefully we should be seeing that come to press here just within the next week or two. So again, um, a friend of Medjugorje is going to be joining us on location uh, over the telephone. And so as we begin this broadcast tonight, we ask you to open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mary, as God's children, we're so fortunate to be made aware of what you're doing every day, coming to the world. How blessed we are that in this time of grace, you've chosen us to be among those seven billion people of the world who are following you, and trying to walk with you the best we can. And though we fail, we seek still to be your child and to have God the Father. We pray for this tonight, this message that you've given us to the whole world, that we be carriers of it and witness it. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, I know everybody's tired of hearing it, that the book is almost finished, and it was almost finished many times. Actually, two, three months ago, it was almost finished. But it seemed that Our Lady would bring something up that had to be added to it. And in fact, the way this book started was not even a book. It was actually going to be one page of an event that I needed to describe for words of heaven. And in doing so, it turned into part of a words of harvester, and I knew at the time that I had to let that go to press because it's mailed out monthly, that I wasn't finished with that. But even at that point, I had no intentions of it being a book. Only did I go from that point to write more, and then something else happened in the events of the world to tie it so directly into it that I couldn't deny that it was part of what I was writing. And from 
February or March, I guess it was March from this period of time, it just went from step by step by step, turning into a book. So I never had any intentions to write a book. In fact, it's not fun to write a book because when I go into it, I go, what some, maybe some people spent four years writing and months, and it basically kills you. And I kill everybody around me as far as working them to death, <laughs> keeping it typed up. So this was an unplanned event, but with a lady, that's how things sometimes work out. I know going to Medjugorje, I never dreamed I'd do what I would be doing, nor many of you who went to Medjugorje never planned for your life to be altered and changed and be doing what you're doing now. It wasn't our plan. But once you come to know Our Lady, once you come to love her, once you come to want to serve her and literally be her servant, then you might not know the next order. But all you have to do is what she says to your children today. This is my instructions to you, in other words. And once you start that, that leads to something else. And there again to another way that you thought wasn't even in your way of working or your mentality. But you were illuminated to, to do that. And I can say they fired the first shot was really one of the few things I've written that I didn't plan to turn it into a book. I didn't have that intention. Nor even when I finished the first part of it was not the case. And so several occasions I planned for the book to be finished, only for a lady to lead it from that point that I knew there was something else that had to be written or some current event came up, and it just fit according to the schedule of things unfolding in an incredible, even a miraculous way that I was stunned by it. So this is a book that wrote itself. Yes, it took a lot of labor. Yes, it took a lot of prayer. Yes, it's taken a lot of prayers out there. And a lot of people have told me I'm praying. They, they've, people have said, I feel called to pray for this book for you. I just had somebody the other night tell me the same thing. And we have people across the country and across the world praying for the book. And I think it's that important. And I think when you read it, you'll see why. And it's something fresh, a new way, a new understanding of things, and in seeing things in a certain light, and what we do and what we go and how we travel from this point. And so I hope this explains it. It's not that we wouldn't do anything. We've been active 14, 15, 16 hours a day. Sometimes I don't move for 12 hours just writing. And so uh, it's been a very tedious thing. It's never a pleasant thing. It's a great relief when something's finished. And basically what I'm doing now is my last read and the final corrections. Hopefully within seven days of this date here, the 25th, it can be going close to being on the press, and then you'll get it. And I tell you, this is one book you want to be praying for. You want to be praying and offering your communion for this book every day. And then after it comes out and after you read it, the same. Because it needs to spread. It needs to go in all avenues everywhere to help bring a new mentality and to see our future and how and what we need to do now for that future. So, Joan, you've got today's 25th message. You can read it now. Our Lady Queen of Peace of Medjugorje is July 25th, 2012, monthly message to the world. Dear children, today I call you to the good. Be carriers of peace and goodness in this world. Pray that God may give you the strength so that hope and pride may always reign in your heart and life because you are God's children 
and carriers of his hope to this world that is without joy in the heart and is without a future because it does not have its heart open to God who is your salvation. Thank you for having responded to my call. When I read this message, I was very surprised, very interested in it. And um, the thing that struck me, which I think is what probably struck everybody, is when our lady said the word pride may always reign. Because we just had a lady tell us in February of 2012 that evil has come to, or rather pride has come to rule. And in that message, pride has come to rule, we know who she was talking about, because who is evil? And of course it's Satan, and we know he fell from like lightning from heaven for instigating pride, for inventing pride. And here it is, Our Lady comes and tells us, so that hope and pride may always reign. This is the competition message. But who's going to win out? It's competitive. And what can you say in something that's competitive? You struggle against. And so we have August 2nd, 2012, where a lady said, as individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world. Our lady was prepping us for our February 2nd message where pride has come to rule. Here she says, the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world. February 2nd was pride has come to rule. And so our lady was prepping that. And, of course, you've heard me say August 2nd, 2012 is 30 years to the date, all the way back in the beginning apparitions of 81, August 2nd, where lady says a great struggle is about to unfold between my son and Satan, human souls are at stake. And so here we are 30 years later, August 2nd, to the day, as individuals, my children, you cannot stop the evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and to destroy it. What a revelation. Can you imagine? We have the mother of God coming from heaven and telling us just this past August, not even quite a year ago, almost a year ago, that evil wants to begin to rule in this world and to destroy it. We might think, okay, could I have said it 300 years ago? No. Could I have said it even 100 years ago? No. But this is the time. Things have matured. The technology, the advances, the cloning, the euthanasia, the, 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 the culture of death, the, 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 the modernism as far as how to get into the heart. It made people crazy like the theater the other day in Colorado. Is this normal what happened in Colorado? Yes. Evil's been normalized. It's not abnormal. It would have been shocking 100 years ago. And yes, people are shocked today. But the culture of death is normalized in our society. So why should we be surprised at this? There's nothing to be surprised about. When we kill God in society, what's left? Evil that wants to begin to rule in this world and destroy it. People's world was destroyed in Colorado the other night. 
And then we have even business bringing children to a movie such as what was showing. I read today something about the decadent, sadistic violence, how the whole thing started and that the whole movie was filled with this. What are we bringing a six-year-old to that for? Which is one of the ones that were murdered. Maybe harsh to say, and maybe it's a great loss for the family, or not. It is a great loss for the family. But what are we doing as parents? Is it so normal that we think it's okay to do this? Where God is not, Satan will fill that void. And so what are we even accepting this in the culture for? Except it breathes more of the same. What's in the heart will manifest. Our Lady goes on and says, August 2nd, 2012, in this world and to destroy it. But according to God's will, all together with my Son, you can change everything and heal the world. And so Our Lady tells us today that pride... Rather, that hope and pride may reign in your hearts and life because you're God's children and carriers of his hope. In this world that is without joy in the heart and without a future, do you think this movie offered anything of joy? Did people leave that theater if that didn't happen in joy? And what kind of experience did it leave how they were chased out of it and in chaos. No, nobody should go to the movie theaters because if they're not showing that and nobody comes in and does what this lunatic did of a demonic spirit, then what are you doing in there that might put yourself in jeopardy for somebody to come in and do that anyway because most of these movies have the absence of God in it. I'm amazed at the Christian critics that I read about of a movie saying, well, this movie's good, there's some values taught in it, but uh, it contains profanity. And then in another movie they said, today this movie here, we judge us, maybe whatever they grade them, I don't even know now, and I don't care to know, because it's not part of my life, it shouldn't be part of your life if if you're following our lady. And they grade it in a way that says, well, this has some nudity in it. Other than that, it teaches some values, so we might say if you're above 17, if it's a sin for a 12-year-old and you've got to be 17 or older to watch it, why would it not be a sin to you if you're 22 or 52? See how we've lost common sense? See what we've become? What are we as a people? What does God think of us? The other day when Maria was at our place a couple weeks back, my dad is real feeble and is kind of has to come in now in a wheelchair. He can walk, but it's very difficult. But we were all in the living room. Maria was going to have the apparition in the bedroom. We had our extended community there in the living room. Some were taking their promises to become extended community members of Caritas. Our extended community members are those who don't live on the grounds. They're the ones that may be in Ohio, they're in California, wherever they may be, Illinois or someplace. But they share in the blessings. When our lady blesses us, like Maria today was in Medjugorje, and we get a blessing where sometimes Maria will recommend our intentions for Caritas. And Maria even at some point says, oh, the 
Would you go to the tree and bless him at the tree? One time our lady smiled at that, knowing there was a couple of our community members in Mejigoya, Maria's before our lady. She mentions, would you bless everywhere at the tree? It's only the community. It wasn't an event. And I immediately smiles and blesses. So our standing community member receives this blessing. You know, it's a shared blessing if they're part of the community. And they live some of the way. There's commitments to it. I say that only so you understand why the community was, the extended community was in the living room. They were renewing their, their, their promise. They make a yearly promise to be part of the community and live by a certain, uh, certain part of our rule, our way of life. So they're all in the living room. And my father comes in, and I told him, make way for the patriarch. Because I see him as a patriarch of our family. The values and witness he showed me. I say that because I'm quite proud of my father and my mother. So when I said the patriarch, our lady says, today I call you to be the good, the carriers of peace and goodness in this world. Pray that God may give you the strength so that the hope and pride may reign always, or rather, may always reign in your heart and life because you are God's children. I am proud to be Our Lady's son. I am proud to be God's son. He's my father. And if I can be proud of my father, who I say is a patriarch, how much is much and more so to God the Father. We don't need to be ashamed or quiet or silent that we're Christians. We belong to the, the, the family of God. There's the world, which is without joy, as I said today, in the heart and without a future, who often walk with pride with the devil. They're not happy. This guy who shot up Colorado in the theater is dead, I read about. He's dead, unemotional. There's no joy in him. But he was crap. He went out with pride what he was going to do because this is the father, pride his, his father. And so we're silent too much. We think we have to be correct or politically, that we, can't, that we can't prevail over who's our father. And friend of Medjugor, I have this yep. uh, message that you wanted us to find um, brought to the let, studio. Let me, let me qualify this message. We, we've gotten some exact creation messages that we haven't had. We've actually had them for some time. And we begin specific exact quotes or exact translations. Uh, there's so many words from heaven that we've never gotten where we want them to be. And this was a message that, that um, when I read the exact creation, I was really, really excited about it. And as soon as I saw the message today, I wanted to pull out of our vaults because we've never released it before. We've yet to put it in words from heaven in the corrected versions because we want to verify it with the visionaries or whoever it came to. And but we've verified this. We just haven't as yet published this. This is the first time you're going to hear this message translated this way. Uh, what we have at this point in words from heaven is to the effect. Uh, be humble in your pride and pride in your hum- humility. But the exact creation is much more clear, similar to that, but it, I'm excited about it because here it is, Ali says this message today, and it's very applicable to what Ali gave us. Joan? 
Do you confront when someone speaks in error? Or do you become quiet to avoid being disliked, disenfranchised, or shunned? Are you intimidated about spreading and expressing your faith? Many Christians are buying the lie of darkness that they can't bring faith to the workplace, their schools, their life. Watching evil take place all around them and not stepping up to contradict it is termed quietism. Quietism was deemed a heresy by the church several centuries ago. People had accepted and tolerated many things, not agreeing with them, but looking the other way. Centuries later, today, quietism is slowly creeping in everywhere, even to the point that Christians squirm in their seats when religion is discussed in public. Often, yourself and many others practice this heresy, contributing to the world's demise. Read Quietism, an important writing that will convict, making you want to take greater responsibility in responding to the call to convict. Be a witness and an apostle in a world growing more and more in darkness. Many who read it say they will never be silent again. Order on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, and click on MedgeMart, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Picking up then where friend of Medjugorje left off, this is a message that um, comes right from Words from Heaven and um, with the recent translation from directly from the Croatian, um, some uh, additional information is learned about this message and there's notes that follow the message that I'll read and then have a friend of Medjugorje comment on. This is the September 10th, 1985 message regarding temptations from the devil. Our Lady said, With respect to sin, it suffices to give it serious consideration and soon move ahead and correct the sin. Your humility must be proud or high-minded. Your pride should be humble. If you have received a gift from God, you must be proud, but do not say that it is yours. Say rather that it is God's. These are notes from that message that I think Yelena had put down. She wrote, The priest introduced the prayer group members to tomorrow's topic. Jesus opened their minds and hearts. He asked of the group to follow the coming week in the spirit of liturgy. He requested them all to make a confession in the spirit of opening the heart to everything that Jesus had said especially to meet Our Lady's messages again and on the basis of them to make a sacrament of reconciliation. Yelena says that Our Lady then said, Dear children, you cannot understand my messages or anything else because you torment yourselves too much. You choke the joy that sprang in you during the five minutes. Our Lady has said several times already, that one should not dwell on the analysis of sins too long. Two minutes are enough. One should unburden oneself of this before prayer in order to be able to enter into prayer. You think that you are humble when you say to yourselves, 
Oh, how wicked I am. I guess that was from Our Lady. And she goes on and says, No, no. It is better to be haughty, although proud is probably the better word here, for at least one rejoices than to be depressed, that is, to have no joy at all. Yes, I was humble, but I was never without joy. You are not humble, although you often think that you are. If you reasoned like this, well, I have made a good progress today. I have overcome this. I have overcome that. Joy would be born in you, and the next day you could overcome something else. But you say, oh, what a fault I have made. And you are always hard on yourselves for not having succeeded in anything. This chokes you to such a degree that you cannot amend anything. Therefore say to yourselves, Today I have rejoiced a bit more. Tomorrow you will find more joy in doing something else. But if you keep repeating, I am a failure, I am a failure, you will never achieve anything. That is why you have to be proud to some extent. But that is not haughtiness. Only you think it is haughtiness. You must be humble in your pride and proud in your humbleness. And is that, that, that's the end. Is that not awesome? That's the first time we've ever released that, and the first time you, you've heard that. And we've, we've, you say we've been sitting on this, we have, but we were, so we're real careful before we put anything out that we make sure is accurate. And so uh, as soon as I saw this message today, I knew this message was there. I've read it several times. Never used it, never wrote about it. But this message today, when Our Lady says, so that hope and pride may reign in your heart and life because you are God's children and carriers of his hope in this world that is without joy in the heart and without a future. Our Lady does a commentary on that because a lot of this message also speaks about joy and why you kill joy and how to have joy the next day. And perhaps we should reread this whole message before the show ends, because it's incredible what it says. So they tell us to have humility in our pride, and I'm proud of our humility. And, and that's really basically all we had in Words from Heaven to this point. But this is very powerful, because a lot of Yellen's messages, and they did give commentary, and some of those aren't released. We've got more of those. And again, uh, we probably have it in the 14th edition. The beautiful thing is is how incredible this message that I gave today, she precedes that. Oh, September 10th, what was the year? 80? 85. 85. She precedes today's message, a, a pre-commentary. It don't get any better than that. So what was Maria doing two hours before the apparition? Where was she at? Here's a visionary. She's the mother of God. She's the mother of God. She stands in front of this majestic being that she can't describe, and it's frustrating for her even to try to. When she leaves at the moment of the apparition, she comes back into the earth in a way that's painful. She goes to a birth every day into heaven and a birth in the purgatory of this earth. And you can see for the moment that fraction of a moment when L.A. vanishes up into heaven, pain in her, because what she felt, she no longer feels, and the weight of the earth, and the gravity, and everything, and our burdens. And if she's sick, 
with the flu or nauseated, which I personally have seen and know she's been sick for three days. In fact, in July, she was sick. July 3rd, she was very, very sick, nauseous, and she still had to go to the field that night. And she was pale, faintish. But in the moment of the apparition, that leaves because it's pre-Garden of Eden's fall. When she sees Our Lady, she doesn't have these things that she's tricked by. Her body is alleviated because when she looks at heaven, she's part of heaven in some way. So that's a painful thing, just being a normal life. It's a suffering. It's why Mariana said, Our Lady just left me here. She's ready to go even though she's got husband and children, Mariana is. And so they have this birth into heaven every single day and to be rejected. You've read about people who've died and these stories, and they're actually angry because they're back, brought back to life. This happens to me every day in other visionaries. They live with this pain of the gruelingness of the earth, and yet they're expected to be in joy. And so where was Maria today, two hours before the apparition? She deals with kings and queens to peasants. She's known all over the world. She's been with the most affluent down to the lowest. Today, with a couple of our community members, St. James is having their feast day. People are feasting with lambs. They got the meat. They got all these things going on. The dumpsters are full of this stuff and trash and rotting meat. And two to four hours before this beautiful moment with Our Lady, Maria and a couple of our community members are inside the dumpster amidst all this garbage, pulling things out of that because there was something thrown away, some bottles that she needed that she used in her household that was accidentally thrown away. So they're digging through this stuff. And in fact, I was told a little earlier, well, after the apparition, that uh, the two community members came into the house later. Maria had already gone through the house and said, you know where we've been? We've been in the dumpster. And uh, when they, our community came in, they said everybody already knew where they'd been. They were going to tell them, and the people that were in the household of Maria were telling them where they had been. Why do I say that? Because Maria was quite unashamed of that. She's actually proud of it. She looks at herself as, as lowly. She's proud that she was in the dumpster. This is something beneath my dignity. How can we do that and not be shamed by, oh, this is, the, people might see me, I'm a visionary, I'm inside the dumpster like a street person. That hope and pride may always reign in your heart. She has pride in her heart because she knows she's God's child. And that, looking at her and what she's willing to do, and two hours later standing in the most majestic thing on earth, the most majestic being in heaven above all the angels. And she, you look at her, carries the hope to this world without joy in the heart and without future that you can be in joy no matter if you're in a dumpster, in prison, on the streets, or on the king's throne. Because not what the world offers you, which is not joy, but what God offers you, being God's the Father, Mary's your mother, Jesus, Mary's son is Jesus, he our brother, 
the Holy Spirit conceived in Mary, that we're in the family of God. Pride will reign in your heart when you understand that. But what do you need to do that? Today I call you to the good. Be carriers of peace and goodness in this world. A world what? This evil wants to begin to rule in, to destroy it. To kill joy, in other words. All right, today, pray that God may give you the strength. And that recalls another message I gave, I gave a while back, several years back. Pray to have the strength to listen to my messages. Not the strength to live them. Just to put them into action, you need strength. And so we're in a world today that we need strength to be proud in our heart, to have pride in our heart, that we're God's children. And we can carry this message of hope to this world without joy and without the heart, rather, without joy in the heart and without a future. She didn't say today, as she said before, Without Jesus, you have no future. She said, hope to this world that is without joy in the heart and is without the future. Did you get what she says? August 2nd, 2012. Rule this world and destroy it. And here she says, without joy in the heart and is without the future. This world, as we live today, it has no future. It is over. It will be turned over to the devil. He will destroy it. The children of light, the children of God, those who have hope and are proud of that hope, unashamedly, like the commercial just said, not be intimidated to step up and speak. I'm a child of God. He's my father. You have future. Those who don't, and those who are Christian and practice quietism, is without a future. Because it does not have its heart open to God, who is your salvation. Along those lines, I just had a, a question. Um, our lady once gave a message to the villagers of Medjugorje saying, you know, you, you're living in this village, it's, you're surrounded by peace, and you forget how it is out in the world. Go out to the streets and see how many glorify God, and you won't find that many. Now, over the last four or five months with your writing, you haven't been at Caritas too much because you can't write here because there's too many distractions. So you've been out. You've also had your travels being in and out of airports and that kind of thing. I'm just curious in if you can offer just kind of your own perspective of, of watching the world more up close than you are when you're at Caritas. Um, if you have found this confirmed in your observations, what Our Lady is saying, that this world does not have joy in the heart. This world views itself without a future. I remember just recently, uh, as an example, you said that you were riding and all of a sudden you heard a woman screaming at the top of her lungs. 
at her at her husband. Apparently, her husband as as uh, either she's driving by and he's walking along the street. It's just right there in traffic, at the stoplight. You know, just obvious example of um, of no joy in the heart and no future. Well, it was incredible. I mean, screaming bloody murder. I mean, where is the peace? And it's the product of this world and what people are preoccupied with and their wants and their desires and not giving themselves to others. I also heard a mother about a month back, a couple months back, I saw her son in front of her, and he's just, I think school, yeah, school was still in. It was right before school was ended. And he was evidently just got out of school, and he's probably eight years old. He's been pinned up at a desk all day long. Told to go here, go there, sit around, sit down, and he's just doing nothing but but just expending some energy. I was kind of watching him, and she kept scolding him. Control yourself. Now stop that. And then she says these words, which was pretty incredible to me. You're running my day. I thought, what what do people expect? What is their expectation of? Of his life, do you, can you imagine a mama cat telling the kittens who's rambunctious and playing with each other to stop that? You know they learn and play what to do and how to act when they get adults. The mother is perfectly content for them to sit on a couch for two hours and watch a movie, or to go to a theater and watch violence, or sit there and play a game for an hour because it's out of their hair. They don't have to deal with that. We've got the wrong idea. And nothing brings joy. No, There's no joy in the family because they've got their own imprint of the culture inside of it dictating what the entertainment is, what, what is supposedly fun, and what preoccupies their time. And so you see this in the culture, especially when you have a contrast of our culture which we're in the community. What is our community? Our community is a window to the future of what culture is supposed to be. It's not perfect because we have people in it. Nothing where people was involved with is perfect. But the way our lady has given us is perfect. And the people who live and have the most peace in our community are the ones who live it to the highest degree of the way our lady has given it. And if you don't live it, you're driven out of the community. You can't stay there. Because if our lady's calling us to be in peace, or what she said, March 25th, 1986, 86, dear children, pray so that in the whole world may come the kingdom of love, how mankind would be happy if love reigned. That's what we have to have in community life. And you say, well, we see this in the context when she says, dear children, pray so that in the whole world may come the kingdom of love. The whole world of our children is right there in the community. The world they know, our little children, like kittens running around and being right responsible playing, that's their world. So when our lady speaks about the whole world, you need to create that in your home, that your whole world may come the kingdom of love. If you can't establish that in your home, it certainly won't be contagious to the rest of the world. So by that doing so, then we understand what we're supposed to do.
Once more, I beheld villages, towns, and cities springing up where I had seen them before. American history you never learned. A remarkable writing that will amaze you and which Satan does not want you to know. The founding of America in a most remarkable way can be traced to the spiritual. A booklet of surprise and is one of Caritas's most requested. The title explains it all. American history you never learned. Order on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, and click on MedgeMart, or call in the U.S. 205-672-2000. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. As a friend of Medjugorje suggested that we reread Yelena's message from earlier in the show. This is September 10th, 1985, regarding temptations from the devil. With respect to sin, it suffices to give it serious consideration and soon move ahead and correct the sin. Your humility must be proud or high-minded. Your pride should be humble. If you have received a gift from God, You must be proud, but do not say that it is yours. Say rather that it is God's. From notes of Yelena, she said, The priest introduced the prayer group members to tomorrow's topic. Jesus opened their minds and hearts. He then asked of the group to follow the coming week in the spirit of liturgy. He requested them all to make a confession in the spirit of opening the heart to everything that Jesus had said, especially to meet Our Lady's messages again and on the basis of them to make a sacrament of reconciliation. Yelena says that Our Lady then said, Dear children, you cannot understand my messages or anything else because you torment yourselves too much. You choke the joy that sprang in you during the five minutes. Our Lady has said several times already that one should not dwell on the analysis of sins too long. Two minutes are enough. One should unburden oneself of this before prayer in order to be able to enter into prayer. Our Lady says, You think that you are humble when you say to yourselves, Oh, how wicked I am. No, no, it is better to be haughty, or rather a better word would be proud, for at least one rejoices than to be depressed, that is, to have no joy at all. The right term here would be proud instead of haughty. It is obvious from the context. Yes, I was humble, but I was never without joy. You are not humble, although you often think that you are. If you reasoned like this, well, I have made a good progress today, I have overcome this, I have overcome that, joy would be born in you, and the next day you could overcome something else. But you say, oh, what a fault I have made, and you are always hard on yourselves for not having succeeded in anything. 
This chokes you to such a degree that you cannot amend anything. Therefore, say to yourselves, Today I have rejoiced a bit more. Tomorrow you will find more joy in doing something else. But if you keep repeating, I am a failure, I am a failure, you will never achieve anything. That is why you have to be proud to some extent. But that is not haughtiness. Only you think it haughtiness. You must be humble in your pride and proud in your humbleness. We have been saved these latter days and we have been made to follow his way there may be times we might turn in despair but he is always there he will go on Fallen, we will not run, we will be strong through the darkest night. We'll stand and fight through the deepest pain. Our love remains, and we will go on. This battle of life rages outside, so we face the storm. Ready to ride There may be times We must stand on our own But we are never alone And we will go on And we will not fall And we will not run We will be strong Through the darkest night Stand and fight Through the deepest pain Our love remains And we will go on The day will come When we will be With Him again But until then We must go on We cannot fall And we Run. We must be strong through the darkest night We'll stand and fight through the deepest pain Love will remain and we will go on and we will go I just wanted to throw in a correction here. You've been mentioning the August 11th, 2012 message last uh, throughout the show, and it's August 11th, 2011 message since August 11th, 2012 hasn't happened yet. Uh, August 2nd, <laughs> 2011, right. But, That's um, I don't have anything in front of me, so I'm, just, I know. I'm thinking right but not saying the right thing. But anyway, the date is August 2nd, 2011. I said 2012? Yes. Okay. Um, just Being another... Corrected. Another question. Um, in regards to all your thoughts being on this book that you're writing, um, They Fire the, the First Shot, 2012, um, is there anything in the message that you see that um, 
particularly struck you concerning just what it is that you are writing in this book? Well, I think when they when you read the book and when you finish, you'll 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 first thing you think I'm, I want to do this, but I need strength. And he says, "Pray that God may give you the strength, so hope and pride may reign in your hearts and life." And the book ends with this, and it's not just a theory; it's not a it's not an answer to um, cop out of things. It's the future. Our Lady has been prophetic with us many times. And we go back 25 years with the perfect nature of who we are and what we're living. People can reject that. People say, I don't buy that, but I don't care. I'm not trying to convince this. It's like Maria. People say, oh, I don't believe you're seeing apparitions. What does she care? She don't try to convince anybody. That's fine. For people that want to reject that, we were called into being to be prophetic a window of what the future is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't disqualify in my mind who we are and what we're called to do or what I'm called to do. I'm at peace. I'm not insecure where I have to defend that. And so Our Lady says in this what we are. And she goes on and says, be children, or rather, and life because you're God's children and carriers of his hope to this world. We know I know, October 686, I asked me, through Maria, through the regular medical apparition, to live as witness, to pray, and live in humility. And you will attain what your desire is. What was the question asked for? Was it the spread throughout the whole region? What? What's happening in Medjugorje? And so July 3rd, we get this message from our lady in the field, former make prayer groups. And we will pray that you'll be healed and through this your nation, this nation, T-I-H, or T-H-I-S, this nation will be healed and draw closer to me, or rather to God and to me. And so, I felt in my heart being incited to pray for our country 20 years ago, 25, 30 years ago, before Medjugorje. And Our Lady's plans, evidently, I was in line with that. And my mentality was toward that. Maybe I was in the right place at the right time. I'm proud of this. But I don't want to be prideful of it in a negative way. And it's a consolation to see what Ali's done with her mission and where she's gone with it. And what she's using it for. And those that might want to discount it doesn't change anything. Those that want to discount it doesn't change anything. Those who want to persecute, those who want to reject it, those who want to lie about it, that's okay. Because we have the confidence that July 3rd, 2012, Ali gave a solution for the healing of our nation. The book is in tandem with this message prophetically. And something else is coming up. It's very huge on the scale 
that comes in a trifo tandem. All of it works together. Three things of conversion. Converging with this message of July 3rd, with this book, it was something we worked on for some time, which you'll know about later. It's very exciting to see this. It brings joy to our heart. It makes us proud of what God's done for us as a father. And this is available to anybody that wants it. It's not an investment of treasure just in what we're about. It's an investment of witness to show you that you can have the same treasure. They fired the first shot will show that. It's a very serious book. It's something I ask you to pray for every moment of the day, throughout the day, that the fruit that comes from it will spread like a fire. We're in an exciting moment. Our Lady wants us to carry this to the world. She wants us to reign. She wants us to give hope to something that's hopeless, that's without joy, that has no future. It's an incredible moment for us. It's an incredible moment for Our Lady. And she wants to triumph. Will you let her? Will you collaborate with her? Will you work with her? Will you collaborate with her? This is the hour. This is the moment. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye.